This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 193. So, as I promised you last week when I did the episode on the semi-automatic mode of aperture priority, today's episode is all about shutter priority. Shutter priority mode is another one of the semi-automatic modes that all cameras have. For those of you who want to get away from automatic mode, but are not quite ready for manual mode yet, shutter priority is similar to aperture priority mode. So what is shutter priority mode? Well, in shutter priority, you set the shutter speed and the camera decides on the ISO and the aperture and adjust them automatically to balance the exposure. The shutter speed on your camera is how fast the shutter opens and closes when you make an exposure. This in turn determines how much light gets to your sensor. The faster the speed, the less light that gets through. On the inverse, if you slow your shutter speed down, then more light gets to the sensor, which can come in handy when doing nighttime log exposure photography. So, if you set a fast shutter speed, like 1 1,000th of a second, the camera will automatically set the aperture as wide as possible. For example, maybe to f2.8 if you have a lens that can do it. The wide aperture counters the shutter speed to allow more light to the sensor to make a good exposure. If you then set a slow shutter speed, like 1 10th of a second, the aperture will step down to say f8 or f16 to reduce the amount of light to make the exposure. For the majority of cameras, the shutter speed can be adjusted from 30 seconds up to as high as 1 8,000th of a second. And if you need more than 30 seconds, you can always switch your camera to bulb mode and use a remote trigger. Now, on the majority of cameras that have a top mode dial and have manual mode, they will also have a shutter priority mode, which on Canon is labeled with the value, uh, label TV, which stands for time value. On Nikon, Sony, and I believe even Fuji cameras, the shutter mode is labeled with an S. If you remember from last week's episode, Canon labels aperture priority mode as AV, which stands for aperture value, and Nikon and Sony label it with just the letter A. To use shutter priority mode, set your shutter speed on the top dial, and then you can also set the ISO. In most cases, you will want to set the ISO to an auto mode so it will select the right amount to make your exposure balanced. In a lot of cases, you can even set the ISO to a limited auto mode 
with an ISO range so the camera doesn't introduce noise into your images. If you change your shutter speed, the exposure will not change as the camera will keep changing the aperture to keep things balanced. If you really want to make your exposure brighter or darker, then you're going to need to use the camera's exposure compensation dial. And that's something we can talk about in another episode. So when to use shutter priority mode? Well, you might want to use shutter priority mode when the shutter speed is the most important part of your exposure, such as when photographing motion. Depending on your set shutter speed, you can either freeze motion or show motion blur in your photo. A very fast shutter speed can freeze motion, such as the wings of a hummingbird, or if you're photographing sports and want to get the most detail. The faster the motion, the faster the shutter speed needs to be. To shoot a sport like football, you can freeze the action with a shutter speed of about 1 500th of a second. But to stop the motion of a hummingbird's wings, you'll need a shutter speed of around 1 1,000th or maybe even 1 2,000th of a second. And then you'll be able to freeze the wings and you'll be able to see all the details in those little feathers. Another time to use a high shutter speed is if you're shooting auto racing, such as NASCAR or GT racing, which is something I photographed this past weekend at a local track. In my images below, you can, in the show notes, you can see how well my shutter speed of 1 1,000th of a second allows you to see all the details in the race car. Now I'm going to take a break for just a moment right here, and I will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so if you look at the show notes for this episode, I included three images with various shutter speeds. The first image is a gentleman that's out on the water in his powerboat. Now, for this image, I captured this one when I lived in Georgia. I was using the Canon EF 100 to 400 millimeter and a shutter speed of 1 500th of a second. Now, it was a moving vessel, but he wasn't moving super fast, so I didn't need to crank the shutter speed up super high. Now, in the second image that you'll find in the show notes is from this past weekend. And this one is a photograph of one of the GT race cars. And I had to shoot this one with a shutter speed of 1 1,000th of a second in order to freeze the motion so you could get good details in the car. And that's because these cars move at considerable speed. 
Now, I don't know a lot about GT racing, so I don't know exactly how fast they were going at the time, but I know they were zipping around the track pretty quickly. The third image that's in the show notes is the midpoint of Amicalola Falls in Georgia. And now this one is what you would call a long exposure. I shot this one with a shutter speed of 30 seconds. And I did that, and if you look at the image, I did that so that the water would look silky smooth, and it just creates kind of a dreamy effect, if you will. So that was why I did that. And anybody can do that. A lot of photographers like to do those kind of exposures because they just look really nice. So those are some of the example images. Like I said, you can find those in the show notes for this episode. But continuing on, when blurring motion, a lot of landscape photographers like to use long shutter speeds to make water or clouds blurry. If you make your shutter speed really long, you can actually make water look as smooth as glass, even on a day when the water is choppy. Ideal shutter speeds for this kind of photography range from about a half a second up to minutes in length. If you wanted to create motion blur for the artistic effect, such as a flock of birds at the beach, you can play around with your shutter speed and see what you can come up with. Okay, so now let's move on to avoiding camera shake when shooting. So if you need to use a long shutter speed, then you're probably going to want to use a tripod to prevent camera shake in your images. Now, if you have one of the newer cameras that has IVIS or in-body image stabilization, then you might be okay. It's all going to depend on the situation and the shutter speed that you're using and whether or not the IVIS in the body, your camera body, can couple with any IVIS you might have in your lens. Now, especially if the shutter speed is slower than your lens focal length. So as an example... Let's say you're shooting with a 50 millimeter lens. In that case, unless you're trying to do a long exposure or something like that, your shutter speed should always be at least 1 50th of a second or faster. Remember, this is not a hard and fast rule. And photographers who are able to hold their cameras more stable can get away with a slower shutter speed without shake and without using a tripod. And of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, one of the new innovations is that many of the newer mirrorless cameras have built-in IBIS. If your camera doesn't have IBIS, then make your shutter speed faster, at least equal to, but ideally a little bit faster than your lens's focal length. So let's say you're shooting with a 70 to 200. It's the most common lens in the world, the most popular lens in the world. Well, then you're going to want to make sure your shutter speed is at least 1 200th of a second. But generally, I recommend faster. I prefer a bit more wiggle room, so I would probably set my shutter speed to 1 320th of a second, or maybe even as high as 1 500th. Now, shutter priority versus manual mode. There are times when shutter priority mode can be better 
than manual mode. If your focus is on capturing motion, then you probably don't care about the aperture. When in manual mode, you have to pick the aperture as well as the ISO and the shutter speed. So then you've got three things to worry about and less time to focus on your photography. When shooting fast-paced actions such as high school, college, or professional sports, you probably don't have enough time on the sidelines to mess with your aperture. Additionally, if the light changes frequently in your shooting situation, an assisted mode such as shutter priority to get your exposure leveled, such as when the sun moves behind some clouds, that's going to be more handy and more convenient than messing with all of the settings in manual mode. Now, if you want to set your depth of fields, like I talked about last week, you can use manual mode or aperture priority mode, which of course will determine what and how much in your scene is in focus. If you're shooting sports or wildlife on a very sunny day, then your camera will not set a wide aperture. Instead, it'll set the aperture to a narrow value such as f8 or f16 to minimize the amount of light introduced to your sensor. In this kind of situation, manual mode is your best bet to override the camera's tendency to try and balance the exposure. So, in conclusion, remember that manual mode is considered to be the best and most professional mode on your camera dial. But there are certainly times when one of the assisted modes, such as shutter priority or aperture priority, is going to be better for you. So if you're capturing motion, shutter priority can be better than manual mode, absolutely. And if you're a beginning photographer and have only used the fully automatic mode on your camera, then go ahead and take more control of your photography by giving shutter priority a try. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 193 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you that this is the last week for the latest contest where I'm giving away a winner wireless lavalier microphone system. You can find the link at the top of the show notes. Be sure to go ahead and enter that contest if you're interested. You can have up to four entries. The contest ends this coming Friday the 15th and the winner will be selected on Saturday the 
screened and notified by email. Also, if you'd be so kind, stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And I did just drop a new review video on the Travor dual wireless lavalier microphone system for videography, so you could check that out. And if you'd be so kind, you could also give some love to the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania channels as well. Now remember, my first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, The Northwest Counties, did release last November. It's been almost a year already, believe it or not. If you want to pick up a copy of that, you can get a signed copy at the LiamPhotography.net online store, or you can get an unsigned copy at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode, and I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors. <laughs>